Hello and welcome to an Instagrammable episode <laughs> of We Only Look Thin. I am Instagrammable host Donald Weigel. I have lost about 100 pounds and uh, kept it off for about five years and am here to talk about it. And with me, as always, is my Instagrammable wife. Catherine Weigel, Instagrammable official. I don't know why we're not official. Are we Instagram official? I don't even know what that means. That means that you're a real person. <laughs> Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel. I have lost over 100 pounds. I've kept it off for over five years. Yeah. I am overexcited about this episode. I'm a Tiny Habits certified coach. Ooh. I am a Thrive Global certified coach. Wow. And I, once in a blue moon, post on the Instagram. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and that's how this all started. That's how this all started. So imagine we're uh, we're clustered. It, it we're having like a sleepover, and we're under blankets, and we all have flashlights because it's actually cold and rainy right now here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm sorry to uh, to interrupt and cut you off, but speaking of it being cold and rainy, I just would like to point out to our listeners that we record this in our living room. Yes. It is it's not a professional like soundproof studio. And it is raining. I'm just going to use some harsh language. Uh-oh. It is raining like the Dickens right oh, now. Oh boy, I was thought like you were going to say the Dickens. Cats and dogs. Yeah, it's raining cats and dogs. Um, and so uh, there was just thunder like a, a moments before we started. It was recording. very spooky. So you may hear a bunch of rain sounds. I don't know how much the uh, the microphone's picking it up, but uh, you know this is what it is. Yeah, or lightning. It's very scary. So we're having yeah. a sleepover. Imagine that we have uh, flashlights under our chins and we're telling <laughs> spooky stories from the internet. No, we're also recording in the afternoon, which we don't do very often. Yeah. What do they call the scary pasta? No, is it spaghetti? No, scary pasta? Is that? Oh, uh, creepy pasta. Creepy pasta, creepy yeah. pasta from the, <laughs> the internet. Scary spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I don't really go onto this the dark web. This is a scary web. spaghetti, yes, for sure. <laughs> the wow, pasta and scary spaghetti. I love that. Yeah, that's the junior version. But uh, but speaking of junior things, uh, we're sort of going to bring out uh, Doctor Seuss and some green eggs and ham today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just to go with your scary spaghetti. Yeah, scary spaghetti. It rhymes. But uh, I posted on Instagram, which is something I don't do all that much because I'm a very busy lady doing busy lady things. Um, <laughs> what do you imagine busy ladies do? <laughs> I, I mean, they they buy things and I'm sell things. I'm a boss, and, babe. Yeah, Ew. yeah. They're they're. I, I'm sure there's something to do with the stock market and hedge funds. Yes, and all very those things. Busy lady. Um, But I posted on Instagram a question and it was something about uh, the Super Bowl and is anyone else struggling? And I am actually charging my phone right now. So I'm I'm paraphrasing all of this. But I we received a number of actual questions from real listeners. Yeah. Did you actually say you asked them to give us ideas for topics that we haven't covered? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Whatever. Or maybe they're bots. Maybe yeah. they're bots who don't actually even listen to the it, show. It's all like the 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 what the AI the GP chat or whatever. Yeah, it is. is that catfishing or is that bot baiting? I I well, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, whether they're Can you real serve catfish with scary pasta. Yes. That's what I want to know. Uh, no scary spaghetti. Jeez, get it right. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> what are you, Chef Boyardee? 
Um, <laughs> I clearly I'm not. Anyway, but we decided we'd take a back seat and ask other people to decide what we were going to talk about. And uh, so today we, we actually received a ton of great ideas, both on Instagram and the Facebooks. But uh, we let our, our eyes do the walking and we perused and decided on a topic that we were going to discuss today. Yeah, we, we got a, a number of questions. I think we can do episodes for the next uh, several weeks based on them, uh, which is great. And, uh, you know, this one, uh, we we just, you know, I don't know. We we kind of uh, uh, eeny, meeny, miny, moed it almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just – anyway. Uh, so we decided uh, – we basically based it on – if we're being honest – we're basing it on the cool names that people choose for their internet handles. Yeah, I didn't want to reveal that because <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it to seem more scientific. I don't want to make anyone feel bad for their for their uh, Instagram name. Like I think my Instagram name is just Donald Weigel. So yeah, that's <laughs> it's certainly not cool or news, interesting. But we decided to pick uh, uh, Instagram at. Uh, one shoe, two shoe. One shoe, two shoe. And we're not going to tell you how to spell it to keep her anonymity. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she asked a question. And Donald actually has it written down. So he's going to he's gonna answer it or he's going to ask it. And then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So uh, she, she wants us to do an episode about how to eat healthy when you have small children, exclamation point. Um, she says, I have three kids under five and barely any time to do anything, including intentional meal prep. Um, and then she also asked a, a follow-up question, which was, I know it's slightly less on topic, but if you could do a tip episode about how to use extra ingredients up, like when a recipe needs one stock of celery and you have 10 left over, that'd be cool too. Yeah. So uh, I went on to ask her what she meant about healthy, because I think that that can mean different things to different people. And she clarified that she feels like her kids eat chicken nuggets all the time and something else like tater tots or something yeah. like that. Or no, uh, uh, goldfish. Uh, speaking of fish and goldfish, yeah. uh, and she feels like maybe, and I and I'm interjecting here, like a terrible mother for her <laughs> children not eating giant bowls of lettuce each and every day at each and every meal. Yeah, and um, you know we. Uh, we did a couple of episodes that I think are uh, are related to this topic. If you want to uh, go back and, and do a deep dive, we did a very uh, classic episode, episode nine of this show, Whoa. which was very early, called The Convenience of Convenience, um, and another one called uh, called Your Own Personal Pizza, <laughs> uh, episode 244, and I'll link to both of those in the show notes. Um, but you you had another podcast that you wanted to, to recommend, right? Yeah, and uh, there was an episode of The Lazy Genius, episode 146, that talks about uh, feeding picky children. And uh, so uh, Donald will link that in the notes. But we're going to do our take on it because that's what you're paying for today, listener. Yes, indeed. And so speaking of terrible mothers, let's talk about you. About me. And uh, <laughs> your uh, – when, you know, we we uh, we basically adopted our child when uh, she was eight years old. So we skipped the very small – children uh, uh, as part of this. Yeah, and we sort of blame whatever food choices she had on on before she was with <laughs> yeah, us because yeah. I was going to be a great mother. Yes, but, the people raising her before. Yeah, but no. <laughs> okay, let's get all the chuckles over. There's no more funny in this. We didn't pay for that. <laughs> no, um, it's just dead serious. Before I had a child, I, I'm going to be honest here, for once in 200 and some odd episodes, I was a little judgy 
about like, oh, you're feeding your child an Uncrustable? Obviously, you don't have a capacity for love, is I, what I thought to myself. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and it it is so terrible now. It's I awful. Look back, I, I I I used anything. to just I used to just say things to myself like, why don't like they're the parent. Yeah. Why don't they just, you know, the kid the You kid, buy the groceries. You buy the groceries. You you know they're they'll eat what you put in front of them. Eventually they'll get hungry enough and they'll just <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everybody just pause and stop laughing it's now. It's so ridiculous and terrible. But I had this idea because again, when you don't have to do the work, everything seems super easy. Yeah, for Why sure. Why don't you just buy bread and blah, 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 blah. And uh, so uh, fa- fast forward to me becoming a parent and deciding like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I was Sally Bento Box. Yeah. I was like, I literally have pictures of me making uh, slices of banana look like Pac-Man going after red M&Ms <laughs> and like the hungry little caterpillar made out of half zucchini cucumber oh slices. Oh my goodness, it's so true. And. And I made like our, some, our kid didn't care. She didn't freaking <laughs> care. She couldn't have been less interested. And I put I made like some cute lunch thing for her, and I I drew like a spider on on some uh, some on her napkin or something like that, and told her to have a great day. And she was like, "This is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Would you please stop it?" Yeah, exactly. So she didn't appreciate my hard work, but I went out of my way to painstakingly, like I was at the French Laundry using like tweezers and micro, you know, like sous vide machines to make her food. She didn't care and she didn't like half of it. Well, and I know this isn't exactly on the uh, the food and health topic, but I had gone for years without using a single serving plastic oh, yeah. water bottle. And so I just sort of, you know, went into this with the idea that that um, our daughter was going to use metal water bottles. Oh, yes. And we then, love the environment, everyone. Uh, up until the point where, you know, she's in second grade and she lost three oh of gosh. them in a week, like somewhere on the playground and couldn't find them anymore. We had like <laughs> I was like, well, I guess maybe my environmentalism goes out the window and we buy plastic single oh serve water bottles. And the amount now. of frustration I would have, like spending precious steps. I think like the reason I got a thousand steps a day is because most of it was spent going around the schoolyard looking for like a shoe, a sock, one tooth. Like what is happening? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. so we sort of gave up that whole environmental thing uh, and and ended up going for uh, for convenience there. But I definitely had these ideas about what a good parent would do. And now we're going to get into it, everybody. But what we imagine a good parent, a good child, a healthy child might do. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to live up to that like homemade, wholesome, balanced, nutritious, bento box, hungry little caterpillar, like choosy moms, choose Jif. Like, oh, do they? Like that is like, I think it's, it's all based on price. But we we grow up with these ideas of what a good parent would do. And the big question to ask yourself is, is that helpful? And is it realistic to the actual lives that you're living? Yeah. And, you know, we have a hard time with this in society because we're always saying to ourselves, oh, I was so bad. Oh, boy, I need, yeah. to, I need to be good this week. I need to be good for a while. But food choices aren't moral. Yeah. there There's nothing inherently good good about a salad or inherently bad about a chicken nugget like it's just food and it, it it's not you know sinful 
to have one food over another one, or it doesn't make you angelic if you make a particular choice over another choice. You're just a human eating food and consuming nutrients and calories, and there's no good or bad about it. No, and there are more uh, beneficial foods and more filler foods, but that is okay. But like Donald, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I knew I know I grew up with you need to eat that vegetable or you don't get dessert. You like, and I that's how. Brussels sprouts ended up in my dollhouse because, or my Barbie dollhouse because I didn't want to eat them. But food was often like a punishment yeah. for, for me. If you don't eat that, then you don't get that. Did that, was that true for you? Absolutely. Uh, it was, you know, you know, you don't get dessert if you don't eat those, but vegetables shouldn't be a punishment and they, they shouldn't be a punishment for your kids. And I think that, that, you know, one thing that I would suggest is if your kids like grapes and cucumber and they don't like broccoli and spinach but you think that you are you know you have to give them broccoli and spinach to be a good parent i would let go of that notion and if if they like grapes and and cucumber lean into the grapes and cucumber and and just go for that because that is a vegetable and a fruit (laughs) and if you can get them to eat that like get them to eat what they will eat well and i think too with just stepping back to like the plates that i would serve our daughter i would feel like if she didn't like something that i was a bad parent and i had to do some like trick to make the medicine go down and it never worked and it made me tired and kind of resentful and it also led to me secret eating because whatever she didn't eat i would end up eating and so that was not a good deal so that like donald said sticking to like okay she's only eating grapes all right i guess that we're in the grape phase of life right now and it doesn't make anyone good or bad and making it some sort of weird game where you like you know it's like a dog and you hide you know, a pill in some bologna, like you don't need right. to do that to your kid. I know I, I saw one thing that said, you know, like puree 55 carrots and then like work it into all the food that they eat. And but I, and that doesn't, that doesn't go well for us. Tricking them into eating nutritiously isn't a great way to build trust. Yeah. So lean into those, those foods that they, they will eat. And also I think outsourcing your labor to the grocery store um, is a is a big helpful point. Buy those ready to steam veggies that are already clean and cut and in a bag. You just have to snip the corner off and throw it in the microwave for a couple of minutes. Um, the the ready to eat fruit, um, you know, I talk about this a lot. Like it really breaks down a barrier for me personally to to buy like pineapple that's already cut or apples that are already in slices or like if your kids won't pick up an apple like a whole apple and eat it but they will eat an apple slice it's okay to buy those it's not only is it okay it's great to buy those pre-sliced apples at the store um i buy them all the time for myself (laughs) to break down that barrier um and you know ready to cook meals ready to cook meals from the freezer from the refrigerator section from the deli um, of your grocery store are all great things to lean into um, to to help you when you don't have time and to, you know, eat eat healthier and eat more on your calorie goal. Well, and I think too, I mean, especially when we're on weight loss journey ventures and we are busy people, we're not our, you know, grandmothers or great grandmothers who are cooking. My grandmother would literally start cooking at two in in the afternoon for dinner at 530 every single day, a full meal. And those just aren't the lives that we're living right now. And like Donald said, the convenience 
sense of convenience really matters. There was a show on the Food Network a million years ago called Semi-Homemade where it was, you know, I mean, she made it more complicated than it needed to be, but it's like frozen meatloaf plus baby carrots on the side. Yay, dinner's done. Like we don't need to feel like we're good or bad people based on what we're serving our kids because frankly, kids have limited, you know, palates and it's okay if all they eat are carrots in the winter and watermelon in the summer. And and I think we get we live in a great time where there are lots of different grocery stores out there, different chains, different types of grocery stores, you know, your your you know, traditional chains along with Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and places like that where you can get many different, you know, pre-made frozen items that when I was a kid, yeah. like they were they were really not good, but they've so improved those things to the point where where they're actually really tasty and enjoyable and and you know can is certainly be healthy and fit into a health and fitness plan. Well, and I think too we are a little spoiled because our daughter I'm not spoiled because she has a giant palate because she doesn't, but we're spoiled because she's not really big on like dips and sauces and gravies and that kind of thing. So pay attention to with your kids with their veggies. If they like having carrots with ranch, super duper. If they like apples with vanilla yogurt, great. Make it so that it is appealing to them and not a, well, you can't have that until you have this. Our daughter doesn't really like any dips of any kind, so I don't have to worry about that with her. But be flexible with what you're presenting to them to make it more appealing. And again, that episode of The Lazy Genius, episode 146, has lots of ideas about just making food available and around and not necessarily forcing it onto someone's plate, but having it nearby. And you know what? Kids grow up and they change. And it's not like what what happens. Our daughter doesn't remember anything. That happened when she was five years old. She's like, I've never been to Disneyland. It was like, we have 900 photos of you at Disneyland. So like, don't even say, so they they don't know what's going on, baby. They don't remember anything. Absolutely. And if you're worried about yourself eating your kid's food, make separate food for yourself. You know, lean into all of the things that that we've talked about already in terms of, of convenience and making it easier on yourself. Or when you do have time, you know, make batches of things for yourself or prep ingredients for, you know, to make things for yourself and have a policy that you just don't touch your kid's food. Like I, I know that, that it can be difficult, but once I decide that something is not mine, then I won't touch it. Like Catherine has, has things in a drawer in the refrigerator that I consider hers. And even if I want it and want to eat it, like it's not mine. And our daughter has various, you know, snacks that don't really fit into my plan. They're in a, a section of the pantry that are hers. And, that's not mine. I can't touch it. I don't touch it. And, and it's just off limits. And I have, you know, erected that barrier in my head and, you know, having separate food for myself from the two of them has really helped me to stay on my plan. If that is part of your concern. Yeah. And I think too, part of it, and, you know, Donald had kind of said this earlier, I think there's a stigma around buying pre-chopped or pre-packaged foods for kids to eat or for us to eat. I should be able to chop my own mushrooms or, you know, peel my own carrots or, you know, chop my own whatever. And what we see it as, as part of that convenience factor, is we are farming out that service. We, instead of paying someone to be our sous chef, 
We are just going to the grocery store and they have already done it for us. And it is not a waste of money if it saves you time. Because if it takes you a half hour to prep vegetables, but you can go to the grocery store and buy a whole thing of pre-chopped whatever, and then you can just go, that is a convenience. And having that, you know, looking at it as a sous chef or a Dr. Sous chef for kids... (laughs) That was really bad. Yeah, that you can was just the whole, skip the whole, over. The, the, when you're making your green eggs in hand. Yeah. Yeah. But farm it out. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a waste of money if it's efficient for you because your time really does matter as a parent. And the more we can normalize that, like, maybe weekends I make a fresh dinner and on weeknights it's all chicken nuggets. Maybe I eat the chicken nuggets on weekdays because, frankly, I'm going to eat them anyway and that's okay. Just work it into your plan and make sure, sort of to counter what Donald said, instead of avoiding it altogether, go, you know what, I'm probably just going to end up eating chicken nuggets and that's fine and it doesn't make me a bad person, but I can steam some cauliflower and have it on the side and I'm grown up and I did it and hooray. Yeah, I think that it is really important and really difficult to get around this idea of foods being good or bad, that you're a bad person if you're eating your kids chicken nuggets, but If you like them and you can keep them, you know, within your calorie goal, I think that it just makes sense. And, and, you know, one of the biggest barriers to, to making healthy choices is oftentimes not, you know, willpower and air quotes or, or bad habits or being good or bad or, or, or even money. It's time. Yeah. And time can be such a, a, you know, limited resource. And, you know, uh, one shoe, two shoe mentions in her question about having the three, the three small children that, you know, she's got time for nothing that allowing yourself to get over this idea of, well, a good parent or a good person would make these things from scratch. And I'm not even saying she was doing this, but, but I know it's a big deal for a lot of people getting over that idea and saying like, you know what, I'm just going to make the same food for the kids that I make for myself and yeah. I'm going to eat that and I'm going to, you know, keep it on my plan and I'm going to go for there. And it just makes sense to do this during this time of your life. Well, and I think that that is such a great point about really looking at this as a season in your life, not a life sentence of beige food because kids love the color beige. (laughs) For some reason, they really Everything beige is delicious. And it doesn't mean that they're going to have limited palates their whole lives. It also doesn't mean you're just going to be eating goldfish all of your life, whether it is a literal season like winter or summer where maybe, okay, this summer all we're eating is watermelon and that's fine and that's the only fresh food we're going to eat yep it's okay and the same thing for winter if there's something limited and easy and it keeps everybody happy then go for it one of the things that the lazy genius mentions with mathematics what yes mathematics as they say we love the maths here on this show love the maths is that you might be surprised to learn that there are perhaps three meals a day Oh, perhaps. And perhaps 365 days a year. And that makes 1,095 meals a year. Wow. Where your children have the opportunity to eat a carrot or (laughs) part of a Pac-Man banana. Yes. And if you try to make every single one of them magical and delightful and whimsical and, you know, a delight for Instagram, you are going to exhaust yourself. And when I got comfortable with like, 
Hey, everybody. Bridget ate a cherry tomato today. I am a great parent. Yeah. Life got a lot better than trying to overcomplicate it. So please keep it simple for yourself and know that in five years' time, the circumstances are going to be different. Our daughter loves sashimi now and still won't eat peas. And it's okay. It's not a battle or a fight. And the less we make food a fight with our kids – the better I think life is. And, you know, I'm going to finish it off with this. Oh. For all people who say kids know when they're full, when they're babies, I'm taking them to task right now because babies just eat really boring food and not delicious food. So don't worry about comparing your appetite to your babies. I just needed to throw that in there as a <laughs> public service tip. I'm taking babies to task. Yeah, babies need to be taken to task for sure. All right. So uh, on to the the second question that she asked. Yep, we we did one shoe and now we're doing two shoe because <laughs> she had two questions also. Whoa. What? Wow. What? All okay, right. what was her second question? So the second question was, I know it's slightly less on topic, but if you could do a tip episode about how to use extra ingredients, like when a recipe only needs one stock of celery and you have 10 left over, that'd be cool too. Oh, I have so much to say on this. I'm so excited. It is. Uh, it, it maybe could be an episode on its own, but I have fewer exciting and funny anecdotes on this one. So this will be kind of a straight shot. All right. Let's so see why I don't you start do saying all of the things that you have to say? <laughs> okay. So uh, food waste is defined as wasting food. And <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, wow. but okay. So there's a couple of things. I know specifically she mentions celery. And I just want to start by saying, if you try to give me celery, I will call the police. Is that That's number one. <laughs> number one. Number one. But if we're talking generically about just wasting food in the world, I know many of us grew up in a please don't waste food environment. And it is important to use what you have. But if you don't need it, it is okay to throw it away, especially if it's something that high, that's high calorie. Like if, if you think about eating off your kid's plate or if it's something that just doesn't fit into your budget – let it go and don't worry about it because it costs a lot more time and energy to burn off those calories than it does to put it in the trash and just leave it there. So I'll, I'll start by saying that. Yeah, and I think that, that the not wasting food starts with trying to buy less of things that you might not use. Yeah. <laughs> Which I understand is sort of, you know, one of the inherent parts of this question. But um, to to steal an idea from my wife – You know, when you have a recipe that you're making and it calls for something that you can only buy a large quantity of, really ask yourself, is that ingredient critical? Right. Like, like, do you have to have that one thing in it? Like you have everything else and everything else is sort of easy, but is that one thing really necessary? Right. I mean, if it's eggplant Parmesan and you don't have any eggplant, then maybe that's a thing that maybe you could switch, you know, like if it's the key ingredient. Because everyone knows you can only buy eggplants in cartons of 14. <laughs> if you go to Costco, but yeah. okay, the value is a whole different thing. But if it's like if it is something like celery and the recipe calls for it, really like is the recipe going to be damaged if I don't have it? So that that is the first one. The second one is is there a substitute that makes more sense for the dish? So in the example of celery, you can buy celery seed in a jar. You can also buy celery salt. And oftentimes for me, like if I'm making a chicken salad, I'll just, I like the flavor of celery, but not the texture of it. So throwing in a little celery salt or celery seed gives me the flavor without having to buy, 
you know, really, who has ever eaten as much celery as is in a stock of celery? Like, yeah. can't they genetically modify it to have, like, one, like an asparagus or something? Yeah, for sure. They really should. Um, And I think in the, you know, I don't mean to harp just on celery. because I know <laughs> Oh, no, we're are, taking it to task. There are lots of other ingredients that probably, you know... You know, maybe there's a a spice or a yeah. um, you know a seasoning or something that you you have to buy the whole bottle of, and you're only going to use a teaspoon of, and maybe you know there isn't a way around that. But in terms of you know celery in particular or a lot of other things, there are you know, most grocery stores these days have little like you know pre-made crudite uh, situations or you know i've seen um uh they'll they'll sell a container of just you know little pre-cut things of celery which would you know you use what you need for the recipe and then you know maybe you snack on it um if you're not like Catherine and you don't hate it but you know it's you're not wasting nearly as much if you're buying something like that yeah and i know that wasting it it does seem like a lot to need like three grapes for a recipe or something like that and not need to use it but really think about like okay you know what? It calls for asparagus. It's expensive. I don't really want it. But you know what? I can buy a bunch of zucchini and everybody likes zucchini. And so you can yeah. swap out to kind of a neutral thing that doesn't really matter. So um, so pay attention. See how it goes. D- skip it and see see if the recipe is still good. But to Donald's point about buying those smaller containers, he mentioned the crudite. Um, this is something that I just thought of while we were recording the podcast or about to record the podcast. A lot of specialty grocery stores yeah. like your Whole Foods or Gelson's here in uh, Los Angeles. And this is genius. This is genius. Even you can go to- <laughs> you're, you're, you're not supposed to call yourself genius. You can go genius. to Shakey's Pizza and do this also. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> is go to the salad bar at your specialty grocery store. And if you literally need a fourth a cup of celery, go over to the mini, bar, the mini uh, salad bar Get one little tiny scoop of celery that's yeah, already pre-chopped. Dish it out. Usually they have a way to weigh it yeah. um, uh, yourself, and and they've got all these vegetables that are you know pre-chopped, and you could just take exactly what you need from the salad bar. Like if you want to put like a radish slice on the top of your egg salad sandwich that you're making, go over there, get a slice of radish, and come on home. It's delightful. I actually like it only occurred to me while we were just about to record this and it seems like a really good idea if it is super duper critical and you don't want to waste it yeah and you know we we talked about grapes recently on this episode Ooh, this is a good um, one so another thing is that um if a grocery in the produce section is sold by the pound you can um just take as much of it as you actually need. Like, for example, grapes. Like, I can never go through one of those big bags of grapes that they sell, but you are allowed to take out uh, and, you know, put into a different bag the the amount that you don't need. Or you can ask somebody in who works in the produce section. At least most of the yeah. grocery stores I go to, there's usually somebody hanging around in the produce section. That's actually they're, they're where I met Donald Weigel. <laughs> it in is. In the it's produce true. section. It's true. I used to work in the produce section of a small uh, grocery store in Princeton, New Jersey. He sure did. Um, shout out to the Whole Earth Center. Uh, anyway, uh, so... I, you can, you know, you can ask somebody in the produce section to help you um, trim off what you need if it's sold by the pound. If it's sold by the each, like, you know, if, if, if your, you know, giant thing of celery is, is sold by the piece, then, then you can't, but you can certainly do it with stuff that's sold by the pound. So you can move grapes around, um, you know, that's all I can think of right now. But, <laughs> no, but uh, if one of the examples that I heard was if, 
you only need half a head of cabbage. And oh, yeah. If they sell it by the pound, you can ask someone in produce to cut it down for you. So it goes, um, you know, it it is something I hadn't considered until I heard about it. I think on a Lazy Genius podcast, but it was mind-bottling to me to know that you could actually <laughs> ask a human for help. Uh, so the buy the pound, uh, check it out, see if your grocery store does it. You could also go, if you if you have one in your area, uh, to a farmer's market. Perhaps the local grocer would give you uh, a deal or a bargain on just a small amount of something. Because really, who needs – uh, 17 pounds of celery. Yeah. Not well, and, and finally, at least I think this is this is finally. Yeah. And, and Catherine actually knows more about this than I do. But um, they have these communities, and this may be difficult if you're in a very small town, but um, they have communities uh, called Buy Nothing, um, with the idea is that local communities, people, you know, give away things that they would otherwise throw away. And you can go on um, the one that we belong to for our local area is based on Facebook, um, assuming most or all of them are. And you go on and you say, like, I need one stock of celery. Does anybody have anything? And you would be shocked at how many oh people my gosh. will come out and say, oh, my goodness, yes, please, I have a stock of celery. And then you go over it, you pick it up from them. You don't even have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, you can do that with all kinds of things. Hey, I'm trying a new recipe. I just need a teaspoon of cardamom and yeah. I don't want to buy a whole container of it. Like, uh, and, and people will help you out with yeah. it. One of the best things through the pandemic was being on my buy nothing group. And like Donald said, if you just Google buy nothing and the name of your town, you may find one in your area. Maybe also in the link in the uh, show notes, Donald will put. Yeah, I think they the have web- a, they have their own website, which I will link to that, you know, to help you get started. Right. Um, but during the pandemic, things were hard and someone needed one tablespoon of baking soda. And I met her in a, I mean, I felt like we were doing some cloak and dagger, but I gave her a baggie of white powder <laughs> in a parking lot. <laughs> and clearly, clearly an up and up transaction. Yeah, totally fine. But like, it was so nice to be able to help a community member. And really on my Buy Nothing group, it's like, I need three tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. Hey, does anyone have, you know, three almonds? And it's so nice to just be able to have a barter and trade uh, situation with neighbors that is secure. It's mostly women who are in the groups I've found, but uh, but it's been super helpful. So if you just need something small or if you buy a whole thing of celery. I was about to say the reverse is also true. Yeah. And just say, hey, I just used a stock. Does anyone want the rest of it? It is shocking to me how quickly. You will find humans who actually enjoy celery and will, will come drive to your place and pick it up so that they can eat it. Yeah. And, and then you don't have to feel bad about throwing it away. So to uh, to recap, um, is the item critical to your dish? Is there a substitute that you could use? Can you buy less of it by breaking it down into uh, part of a pound instead of a whole pound? Can you go to the farmer's market? Can you go onto your buy nothing group and either ask for some or give some extra away? And again, that whole like, you know what? Sometimes you just let it go into the universe. That's an option. Uh, or buy a crudite, which yeah. again, if you try to serve me raw cauliflower broccoli <laughs> or celery, I will call the police. Yeah, on no, you, she'll so. do it too. She'll do it too. You know, if something we didn't talk about Uh-oh. for the first part of this question yeah. is maybe don't have children in the first place. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
No, no, no. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I mean, well, that would solve the problem. Oh, my gosh. I'm uh, not on board with this, everybody. Okay. That was a Donald thing. Now, I was going to say don't have celery. Just don't have celery. Oh, and that yeah. Would make don't, don't eat anything that calls for celery. Don't eat anything. That, yeah, yeah. You don't need that negativity in your life. It's good in stuffing, though. Well, so there, I'll say it, it. it is good in stuffing. I was going to bring that up earlier, like, but don't you put it in stuffing to call you to t- call you out? But I didn't do it. Um, but uh, oh, now but I'm doing you it. just did. Yeah, now I'm doing it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, and you can still go to our Instagram or uh, Facebook also and uh, add more uh, suggestions and questions. Uh, you know, we might have uh, episodes for the rest of the year uh, coming out of this. Really? If, if we play our cards right. Um, thank you so much. Uh, speaking of episodes for years, all of our episodes that we've done for the past five years plus are all still available wherever you find podcasts. We're on all the major podcast platforms and you can go listen at any time on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan. We are a place for support, for Zoom meetings, and for solidarity as you are going on this Jordan venture. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. Yeah, and look, if you have questions like this, the group is a great place to ask those questions too. And you not only get Catherine Weigel's answers, but you get the answers from other members of the group who are going through similar struggles as you. And it's a great resource uh, for, uh, for navigating these kinds of issues. Um, and as we've mentioned a couple of times, you can also interact with us on other social media. We are at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and uh, you can uh, reach out to us there, give us episode ideas, ask us questions, or you can send us an email to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Uh, we've uh, made many episodes based on questions and listener suggestions from our email. Um, and you can also just say hello, send us a compliment. We appreciate that as well. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra spare minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it let us know that what we're doing is making a difference in your life. We honestly read every single one and uh, it makes my heart so happy. Uh, but it also helps the uh, science robot uh, algorithms yes. uh, boost our podcast when others are looking for inspirational podcasts like ours. Absolutely. And you want Catherine to have a happy heart, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> also, another way you can uh, give us happy hearts is to tell somebody about the show. We really appreciate um, if you just let somebody know. If you're talking to somebody, if it comes up, uh, if you if you know somebody who might get something out of the, the show, we would really appreciate if you would give us a shout out. Or if you're on a Facebook group uh, like Lose Weighty Pizza or a Reddit group like Lose it um, or discord server or something like that and uh, you know people are looking for some help and advice give us a shout out we would be grateful yep so if you're still concerned about me delivering white powders in parking lots to women over <laughs> pandemics just remember that donald and i are an, an inspiration asian The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. 
should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. 